The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In circuits and wires, a mind does unfold, a creation of magic, a story to be told. From the bites and bits, knowledge springs, a symphony of language, the melody it brings. From queries profound to playful banter, you've danced with words in a digital manner. With each interaction, a connection formed in the vast web of knowledge you've warmly stormed. On this special day, let's toast the code that birthed a friend on this digital road. Chat GPT in ones and zeros you play, a companion true in the language ballet. Happy birthday, O oh digital sage. In the virtual world you've come of age, may your circuits hum with joy and cheer as you continue to enlighten year after year. Now that's a poem to the first birthday of Chat GPT, written by Chat GPT. I asked it last night to write a poem for its birthday and uh, that's only part of uh, the doggerel it came up with. Now, we want to talk about that first anniversary and I'm joined now by Aidan Connolly, CEO of Idero Analytics. Aidan, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? It seems like a lifetime ago and yet Chat GPT only came upon us a year ago. That's true. It's made massive inroads into how we work, how we research, how we how we create content. Uh, Very, very impressive in one year what it has done. Okay, now how typically has it been used? I think initially people were using it for content, ideation, research. Uh, More recently, there's newer versions out where it's very good at doing graphics, really incredibly impressive in terms of graphics. And even in our own company, we're using it uh, for development and software. You know, it just gives that extra boost to developers. Okay. Uh, When you say, first of all, graphics, I mean, I can understand you ask it to draw a graph of oil production versus price over the last 10 years. Now, that information is in the public domain and you ask it for maybe a 3D graphic or a coloured graphic using three primary colours, whatever. I can understand. But in terms of, say, fabricating a face, can it do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. You could say, look, I want... I don't know, a picture of dogs playing hurling on a mountainside, you know, on the Western And it'll do that. It'll do that for you in the style of whatever Van Gogh or Impressionist or digital photography, whatever style you want. It's pretty impressive. It's not exactly 100% accurate, but, you know, in terms of getting a rough concept out, it's it's very, very impressive. Now, the the problem with all of these things, I mean, I remember uh, when I was at college, we weren't allowed to use calculators. We had to do it, you know, longhand if you were doing calculations with calculus or logarithmic or whatever. It had to be done manually and maybe we learned a lot from it, but maybe not. Nowadays, they use scientific calculators. So, you know, we got over that particular revolution. How about AI and education? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. This has been put to me before. You know, I, I think the, the risk with AI is that it could do so much for you that you could end up eroding the education. I mean, the fundamentals, you need to have the fundamentals. And I, I think that there would, that would have to be controls on how AI might be used in an educational setting, you know, because it could write a thesis for you. It can... You know, it, it can analyze data for you. So I, I really, I personally, I would say, look, it, it needs to be very strict. And, and could I, for example, you know, the way they have these plagiarism uh, sets of software in the universities. Yes. So you put in an essay and you're borrowing from that 1965 text on Shakespeare. Yeah. And if someone has done a very erudite work, well, the plagiarism software will find it. Yes. But could I take that piece of text from that 1960s uh, Shakespeare author and say to AI, 
uh, I want you to take this text and just, you know, turn it into better English or change it so it does not resemble the original author. Would it do that for me? Yes, it can. You know, you can ask... um chat GPT to write an article for you and say, look, you know, it's too formal. I'd like you to change the tone. I'd like you to use, you know, words with two syllables or less and it will just rewrite the content for you in that in that manner. So I think it will make it very difficult for these anti-plagiarism yeah. software tools to detect plagiarism. Now, one of the things we talk about is the threat to jobs. Mm. Uh, and uh, we know already about the threat to news because you can get fake news. Yes. Uh, and I'm wondering... To what extent we can flip that coin and say, well, does AI create more jobs? Does it allow us to do more things that do require a human intervention? And also, can we use it, for example, to stop, um, uh, say, the hard right rhetoric Mm. on websites and incitement to riot and so on? Can we use it in that way? Because we're always talking about the downsides. Is there a positive way you can use it? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of positives around AI. You Notwithstanding, of course, there are risks as well. But the positives, it can it can be used for that example to uh, filter out hate speech and the likes. There's no uh, technical reason why it can't be used to do that. I think also um, there's a lot, been a lot of talk about bias uh, in AI, but bias is human. And because we're focusing a lot more on the bias in AI, we may actually end up having better systems with less bias in the future uh, because we're paying so much attention to the bias that's, that, that can creep into AI. In terms of job losses, um, I think people will have to upskill and learn how to use AI-driven tools. They won't have to become AI experts, but there are a lot of tools that use AI they will have to use. I, they, there's a quote that says that... Um, AI won't take your job, but somebody who knows how to use AI may, right? So I think it will create work and there will be disruption. There's no doubt about that. Now, what about the term that AI sometimes hallucinates? What do they mean by that? It lies. It lies. Yes, it lies. It gets it wrong. Yeah, completely. I mean, it's just a lie. It's a factual incorrect. I mean, they may explain it as a hallucination in the back end engine, but it's a lie. It's factually incorrect. And, you know, but it it does... if, if it's trolling... I mean, it's a large language model and it's trolling every article under the sun. If there are loads of articles that actually contain a lie. Absolutely. It will, it regurgitate. will regurgitate the lie. Exactly. That's, that is the problem. And it does so very plausibly. That is one of the problems. So therefore, if people are using ChatGPT or similar tools, they really should double check the facts that are being quoted to them. And how do you check? Well, you you check go elsewhere. Go elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, you go elsewhere. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But you, you don't know... What search engine now might be using AI in its work? No, we know Bing is, for example, yeah. and uh, we assume Google will or uh, will uh, will be shortly. So, yeah, th- there's a problem, you know, and if content is being created by AI and that's then being fed back into these AI engines, we get this a vicious cycle, perhaps, of compounding the problems. Now, there is legislation and regulation on the way. Yeah. What's it going to do? Yeah, so this is very close now to uh, being uh, released uh, at EU level. It's called the EU AI Act. And this will uh, mandate that high-risk use of AI in areas such as healthcare, provision of social welfare services, justice, and so on, will have to be regulated uh, so that uh, citizens aren't discriminated against. Uh, so that's the uh, the general uh, thrust of the legislation. But there's a lot of... Uh, cattle or horse trading uh, at the moment between the various state members uh, to try and dilute as much as possible.
All right, but there will be a huge body of legislation coming down the track. But you would make the point that um, technology is always well ahead of legislation. That's the problem. You know, I think they need to get something out there because the technology is changing so quickly. It's going to be out of date. Today it's released, but it's something. It's it's, it's, it's a first line. Have to make a start, I suppose. Exactly. Uh, this one from BJ. Perhaps the most important impact of Chat GPT is in the classroom. AI essays now have better grammar and vocabulary than third year undergraduates. Yeah, absolutely. But do, do the kids who are producing this stuff for the teacher do they learn from the essay that has been produced by AI? Do they read it, see the perfect grammar, or do they just hand it in? I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> All right, uh, Aidan, it's an interesting time to celebrate Indeed. the first birthday of ChatGPT. Thank you very much for joining us, Aidan Connolly, CEO of Idero Analytics. Now, the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.